Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is episode 28 of The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. Got a special guest here, another family member. Yeah, I know I got a lot of family that come on this show. We just happen to do a lot of big things in this family. My cousin, the owner of Style Cut, Barbara Stylist, Mansfield, a.k.a. Express 9. What's going on, cuz? What's up, cuz? Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Glad yeah. Glad to be here, bro. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on, man. I, I, I like to have dope people on this show, and I, you're one of the many people I consider dope. So, you know, I'm excited Appreciate to that. have you on. Thanks. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah. So today, we're going to talk about black barbershops, Detroit. D-Town, what up? And, <laughs> and then we're going to have our trending topic, which we'll reveal later in the recording. And then we'll interview Mansfield so that you guys can get to learn a little bit more about him and what he does and what he's got going on and things like that. So let's go ahead and hop into it. So kind of like I mentioned prior to the recording, you know, black barbershops. And I, I think the the black barbershop is a unique place. And for all the all the all the homies, all the fellows out there listening, they 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 can relate as far as you know the black barbershop because you know I think about the black barbershop, it's like an experience of no other. And I was telling you, you know, having been in corporate America, mm-hmm. and you know my white colleagues here, and I was talking about the black barbershop, right. and they, right. they like they like yo wait what like y'all like do you do this you do that like not nah, yeah so it's like it's not like no no great clips or you know, any of these other uh, chain barbershops where you just go in, you get a haircut, and you, you, out. you out. Right. Yeah, right. it's it's, def- it's definitely more to so than just the money that right. uh, that we're looking into. It's a place of healing. You go, yeah. you know, a lot of, a lot of the barbers in the in the you know what we call a black barbershop, mm-hmm. they're like psychiatrists in a way, you know, or mentors to us. That's true. They can, uh, you know, just you sitting there getting that haircut, but during yeah. the same time, they're like, it's like your big brother you're yeah. from another mother, you know, yeah. standing behind a chair cutting you up. Yeah. Can relate on a lot of different levels. Right. Struck, you know, them been through a lot of struggles. They're kind of undermined, or I guess we are kind of under um, underrated as black barbers because, you know, in the outside world, they think we're just a, a dude with clippers when, yeah. you know, you got some guys in here who got PhDs, you know, yeah. everybody's not a convict straight out of prison and in right. fact, they're just cutting right. hair, you know most influential like readers and stuff like that that mm-hmm. you can probably like name like and, and can sit there and, and recite countless books and everything like you know but it's it's definitely a part you can go if you want to talk about sports if you want to talk about right. you know politics you know you right. can politic anything it's more so than just getting a chair give me your money and send you up out of there right. you know and right. you know it's, it's, it definitely helps build a lot of like character and a lot yeah. of the, like the young men in the community and right. keep That's them true. off of the streets so where they just want to come and kick it and just chill right. in the barbershop you know right. some of the old school you know you call a lot of call older barbers in their unk you know what's up what's up unk what's up pop? Right. And just come and kick it after school just yeah. to stay out of the neighborhood you know right like, you know, and give them a little job and give them a broom or something, you know, let them clean up, fold some towels, yeah. you know, and still a little work ethic in them and stuff. You know? It's it's so funny. Like, I'm, you know, as you're talking and I'm sitting here, like, I, I look forward to going to the barbershop every time I go. Honestly, it's, it's therapeutic in a sense. I ain't going to lie. I'll be ready to fall asleep in the chair. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, you, you know, you're getting a good lineup and, you know, it, it's honestly a good feeling getting your hair cut. You know what I mean? So like yeah, I go in there, you know, be chilling, be joking and whatnot. Especially right. you know, just just knowing how my experience is. I walk in, they joking on me right off bat. Like you yeah, know man, they're down the river. They cool. They crack on you right. too, man. Don't have another barber beside you over there giving somebody the Timmy and not getting blending that lineup out of there. Yeah. They gonna blaze yeah. all day. But it feel good, you know. You develop thick skin through it too, yeah. you know. Exactly. You know, exactly. you get some. You start cracking on yourself some before everybody right. else gets a chance to, you know. <laughs> So when they go to school, you know, they, you know, they can handle a little bit better when the classmates start joining on them a right, little bit. Right, right, But yeah, it is therapeutic, man. And um, it's like cheap, like cheap therapy. You look better, you feel better, you feel better, you right. do better, you know. Oh, so. man, ain't, ain't no feeling like getting out that chair, you fresh, especially when you got somewhere to go. 
like you going, yo, I need you to get me right, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, on time, I don't be that. Some of them clients, some of them come in there, and they be like, yo, I gotta go, and they sit there shaking in the chair. And you the barber, and you got one in, the, you got, you got, you got one in the chair and one waiting. Yeah, you know, and you got that one that comes like, hold on, my appointment. You know, my right. appointment was like ten minutes ago. I've been right. sitting here, and so now you feel like you got a rush. You sweating, right? You like, look, bro, all right, let me, let me, let me knock a couple dollars yeah. off your haircut or something, man, like. Y'all yeah. be out here saving lives. I don't know if you know or not. Y'all, y'all really like. I there's this meme. It's still going around, but I remember I shared it too, and it, it had a. It was a picture of like the Andes T liner, and it was talking about we appreciate the barbers. They can make or break you. They get you right. Like it do a whole lot for your confidence. Like you know you look good. Like you said, you get up out the chair, you feel good. So right. it's like, I, and I saw that, and I'm like, yo, <laughs> that's facts. That's facts, cause for real, for real. if you ain't right, like people gonna be making fun of you. Like it, it does it it does a lot in the in the in the black community. So I want to let you know if nobody ever told you, we we appreciate you and any other barbers listening. We appreciate y'all because y'all again y'all be out here saving lives. Y'all get somebody right. Like and it's so funny like when people like people be joking with me because I you know I go every two weeks and I'm like mm-hmm. dang man why are you going so often like bruh. <laughs> this ain't no, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's serious, man. Some of, some of the guys out here be worse than the females when, yeah. they, when they hairline. Right. They're like, bro, like, you, right. you just hit three days. And yeah. I'm not going to turn you away, though. <laughs> Go ahead and spend that money, man. I'm, I'm going to definitely right. get you right. If you want to show up, right. I'm going to get you exactly, right. Exactly, exactly. And um, what's another good experience I had? I remember I went to, I was in Jersey last summer. And... My cousin I was with up there, you know, was like talking about, oh, man, you know, all the barbers up here, they don't play. And uh, I know this dude, like, mm-hmm. cut hair for, like, some of the local celebrities and all that. So, I remember, right. like, I was in the chair for, like, a good hour. And, you know, he, he gave me, like, I was rocking the fade at the time, too. Uh-huh. So, you know, he faded me up and everything, did my mustache and did my goatee and all that kind of junk. And, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, you know, it's like, you know you in a chair for a long time and Clippers started getting hot, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, hey, bro, like, and, you know, he finished and he gave me, he gave me the mirror. And, you know, I'm like, bro. You can feel when it ain't yeah, right. You it, can feel, or you can feel yeah, when it's it, wrong. Right. It was, but it was, it was right though. Okay. Like okay. and it was the like the fade, man. Like ain't nothing like a good fade either. And you mm-hmm. know it was just perfect. And I remember like, and my cousin still joking me till this day about me like how I reacted because I was sitting in the chair like, bro, look what he, like yo, this is masterpiece right here. This dude hooked me up. Yeah. Remember what the New York was in, in Times Square like. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, okay, I'm, I feel like I'm the man now. Like, you know, I'm making sure I ain't, you know, I ain't had no hat on or nothing, made sure my hair was brushed, got yeah, a little wave showing and everything. Like, yeah, I'm the man now. So, yeah, it it, it did a lot for me. It, it did a lot it, for me. When, it, when it's right, when it's, when it's right, you, I get, like, a lot of people, they'll come in there and they'll appreciate their haircut so much yeah. that, like, they'll leave their hat behind. Right. So I've got, like, a, I've got this big area just full of hats, like, from people, like, they're getting a mirror, and yeah. they good. Like, right. they don't even want their hat no more, man. Right. I just put in the lost and found. Right. Sometimes they come back, sometimes they won't, yeah. you know, and grab them. But. Oh, uh, especially, like, yo, I, I, of anything, the hairline, bro. The hairline, like, that, that, especially, like, that perfect right angle. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, yo, it's, it's sharp. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, we got we got a little enhancements now for the brothers who who struggling a little bit in the front <laughs> in that front cul-de-sac area right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we we got we got a little help in that area now. Nah, that, yeah, that's true, man. That's true. That's true. That's it. Uh, style and hair has come a long way. Has definitely come a long way. So I, um, I want to go ahead and get into our uh, trending topic: Nipsey Hustle. And uh, for anybody that's listening. Knows you, you know, we just celebrated the life of Nipsey uh, last Thursday. Um, anybody that knows me knows I'm a big Nipsey fan. I know uh, the homie uh, Taylor, shout out to Taylor from Cali. You know, he put yeah, me on yeah. the nip back in 2013, and you know, I was uh, deeply saddened by his loss. And what I've been doing since then, of course, you know, I've, I've been somewhat aware of what he's been doing in the community, but uh, you know, after his passing, of course, I've learned a whole lot more about what Nip has been doing in the community and the impact that he's been making right. in the in his local community. You know, so in this segment, because, I mean, everybody's, you know, again, still talking about Nip and, you know, really just wanted to shed some positive light on, you know, the things that he's been doing. 
you know, he's got the Marathon clothing store, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. got, you know, he had the, like, the little basketball court in the community or playground park that he, uh, you know, fixed up for the community. You know, he was talking about a STEM program. And right. I don't care if you support this or not, but he had the, he even had a marijuana dispensary I found out about last night. And he had one in there. He had a, he got a strand called OG Marathon or Marathon OG. I said I didn't even know that one yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. So like Nip was Nip was doing it. Nip was doing it. And you know I just think that it, it's so great that you know that everybody's talking about the stuff that he's doing. He was inspired by what's his uh, uh, Doctor Sebi. I think yeah. he followed he followed a lot of the yeah. Doctor Sebi uh, notes, and that's where there was there was this big conspiracy about you know if right. he was about to get ready to like because he's working on a documentary yeah, yeah yeah it's been a lot of controversy about that and they yeah. were saying it was the guy a guy from the neighborhood was kind of like a rat in the neighborhood right who, right who kind of right. did it so i don't really have any backs on it i don't want to say too much right. like, i don't know who, who listening <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh he might know something too like, right right I, I i think it's great because you know oftentimes you know with, with rappers they get a bad rap I, th- I think it's really great to see that, again, with his untimely and unfortunate passing, that everybody's speaking peace. positive of him and highlighting the positive things that he was doing in the community. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody's talking about this now, too, but, you know, one of the things I hope to see happen as well is, like, we don't just talk about it. Like, we do it. You know, like, do what you can for your community. I don't know if you've seen those memes, like, you know, rappers and all these other people on social media have been posting up, like, there's a Nipsey hustle in your community that, you know, you need to support as well, which I believe is true. And at the end of the day, it's like, it may not be, you know, it may not be a rapper or so whatever. It's like, it's people in the community that's trying to do positive things. At the end of the day, we need to support those in our own community. Mainly, exactly. You know, mainly, exactly. you know, speaking to black community, you know, support each other in the positive right. things that we're trying to do for our own. So. Right, definitely got to look. We got to look. Like I don't look. I, I always say I say it all the time to my homies. Like you know, I don't. I won't look down unless I'm reaching down to pull help pull right. you up. You know. Right. Right. Like I'm. I'm no better than the next man. He's exactly. Like, like, like man, you doing too much. I'm like, man, I ain't did enough. If yeah. if I'm the only one in my circle that's getting some money, then I'm doing something wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I, I got to be able to put, you know, the man's on next to me so that they can put somebody on. Right. You stronger as a team. Right. And as a unit, one person with all the weight on their shoulder ain't going to be able to carry right. that weight for so long. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's so funny you say that because, like, I've had a lot of people help me along the way. You know, a lot of people told me, like, yo, look, you ain't got to pay me back. I don't care. You got, you know, I already got mine. Like, but when the time comes, I need you to help the next man. Right. Exactly. And, you know, so when I do help people, I'm like, yo, you don't owe me nothing. Like, I just want you to do the same for the next person that comes to you. You know, that whole pay it forward thing. Right, exactly. You know, so like somebody exactly. looked out for me, now it's my job to look out for somebody else. Because the more of us that do that and look out for each other, that's how we, you know, create a stronger community. Exactly. And that's how we keep these kind of things that happen to Nipsey, we prevent those from happening going forward. Exactly. And since his passing, really just been really listening to Nipsey more and more, really just been educating myself on what he's been doing, and he's been inspiring me more and more. And it's like I I, I got things I'm you know I want to do, but just seeing what he was doing, because you know a lot of us when we think about the things we want to do, we think about what we want to do on a big scale. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I want to get my hundreds of thousands or my million dollars, and you know I want to start a, a foundation or I want to do this and that. Like there's a lot of things you can do right now, and you know I know I have to constantly remind myself, and I know people remind me too, like. You ain't got to have all the money or all the resources to help somebody else or to right. help out your community. You can't, like, you know, I always try to help people. Like, I told somebody today, like, look, you need some, you need, if you need a connection or something, holler at me. I know people. I got a lot of connections. They may not be able to uh, benefit me directly, but if I can benefit somebody else, I'll be more than happy to do so. It don't cost me nothing. It'll impact somebody else's life, which is, uh, you know, have a positive impact, which is something that I care about. And then, you know, that they will have an impact on whoever else. You know what I mean? Right. Again, that stuff just goes. And, you know, you having a positive, you know, the more people you touch, you know, hopefully. Planting them seeds. Right. Yeah. 
definitely plant that seed. So yeah, I mean, again, you know, this is something hot in the news right now with uh, Nipsey, Rest in Paradise, uh, Nipsey Hustle, and yeah, he's got a lot of he got a lot of famous quotes too that I oh, like, yeah. that I like to oh yeah. Like, go by, and I just go through and read them. Like, this really, like, inspiring to me, too. Like, right, right. I, I didn't even know that there were so many of them. I just got on Google and just started, like, like let me Dude, just read some of these quotes, If man. you, I know, like, Victory Lap, the album that came out, but if you, if you go back mm -hmm. and listen to his works before Victory Lap, his songs have even more meaning now, seeing what he's done. You can, like, hear the message behind the music. Is that what you're saying? Like, a well, little bit more? It's almost like, because you know with every artist, they, they go through different stages right. in their career. It's like when they drop their first album, this is where they were in their life. Right, and right, the right. the most right. recent work, this is where they ended up. So it's like when I, when I go back, because I, you know, again, since this passing, I've been listening to everything from start to finish. And one of the things I noticed is, you know, he's been planning this for a long time. It's one point where he's talking about doing it. He's starting to do it. You know, he's got it going. And then he's he's got it. You know, he's he's still doing it. He's being successful at it. He's making his money off of it. He's helping the community. And, like, that's a lot of what you saw in Victory Lap. But you see before Victory Lap, you see him talking about uh, the stuff that he's going to do. So, so he was planning his work then, but now he's, you see him as right, working his plan. Right, right. Gotcha. So it's almost like, it's like when you watch a movie and they say, you know, there's little things you might have missed. I'll say that's what right. it was for me. Like, there were little little Easter eggs, they like to call them. Like, I, I started coming up on those little Easter gotcha. eggs. And I was like, dang. Like, this stuff is, like, this stuff is deep. He got a bunch of, you know, a bunch of little things. And so, and that's a part of why, like, because it hits differently now. Gotcha. It has got more it. meaning to it. Exactly. Gotcha. And I was disheartened and... You know, I was a little, you know, I was a little sad. But as I listened more and more, you know, it's like, okay, take this, take this pain and, you know, use it towards whatever it is I'm doing. You know, now it's, it, now it's what it was before he passed away. It is, it's, it's motivational again, but it's like 10 times as motivational as it was. You know what Got I mean? You. So it's like, all right, because I'll say the first go around, it was like, you know, all right motivational where it like got me in kind of fight mode or whatever but now it's like okay yeah it still put me in fight mode but it's like i'm using my head more as well right you know? right, so right, I, right. It, it, it's got it that's why i say it, like it, it hits different now and like you said yeah it has man. way I mean, more he, meaning than it did before that man was strong behind what he believed in oh yeah and, he, and his lady beside him that was his queen beside him and she, and she supported him and she yeah. said she gonna keep it moving she gonna keep yeah. it going too yeah. like, and that's why and you know I'm, I'm you know i'm so glad you you brought that you you brought that up because you know one of one of the things i keep in mind now is like the marathon continues you know mm -hmm. tmc and i just want the people listening to know that especially like when you see me talking about the marathon continues i even put the little hashtag on my on my instagram account when we say the marathon continues, let's not just say it, be just to say it. Let's embody it. You know what I mean? Like, this is a movement now. And this is, and whether you were a big fan of Nip or not, or whether you weren't a fan or you're a fan now, you know, let that, let that be something that is, that you apply to your personal life. Because they always say it, life isn't a race, it's a marathon. Right. So exactly. when y'all see me out here saying the marathon continues, I'm not just saying it to say it because it's hot right now. Like, nah, the marathon continues. This is a marathon. Like, we all in this together. At the same time, it's also my way of paying homage to Nip. And I'm glad exactly. he left us with that because TMC, right. the marathon continues. Right, right. I think right. that's gonna be the name of this episode. That's actually. gonna rain. That's gonna rain for a while. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. While. And I and so I'm so glad that really resonates with me on a on a on a very uh, deep and personal level because you know especially all of us out here you know on our grind trying to make things happen like that's something mm -hmm. we all especially uh, all of us out here grinding that's something we need to keep in mind. The mar it's a marathon and the marathon continues. Yeah, we so. can't be silent, man. They, they, yeah. they try to silence us, but when yeah. it's, when there's so many of us, you can't you can't right. You can't hush down the whole choir. You probably exactly. get one person to, to you know what I'm yeah. saying to lower their voice a little bit, but everybody gonna be quiet. Right. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. the message still gonna go 
long. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's the good thing I love about the melanin that flow through our blood. We don't we ain't right. easily broke. We might be bent, but we ain't gonna be broken. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Oh man, that's that's a that's another topic for another episode. I can say so much <laughs> about that, man, because you made you made some things come to mind. <laughs> yeah, um, man. But that was our that was our trending topic again. You know, Nipsey Hustle, not only his passing, but his legacy and the the impact he made on us. And obviously, it's something big in the news right now. So you can find out about Nipsey and what he was doing anywhere. So I want to go ahead and hop into our 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 next topic, Detroit. Detroit. Motor City. <laughs> well, uh, <Man>. yeah. <laughs> Remember Boy, that song? I got some some go memories ahead. about Detroit, man. <laughs> Remember that song uh, when all the uh, Detroit rappers got together? Uh, I'll say like the modern day Detroit rappers like Deej Loaf, Eminem, Royce the Five Nine, and Detroit, Detroit versus everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Detroit yeah, yeah. versus everybody. Man, <laughs> yeah. mom still got the T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> that was man. You know that was a. Uh, that was a that sparked a serious movement, you know what I mean? Yeah. And dude. I think it's always beautiful when you have a city, especially a city like that, when people everybody just rally together and they come out, yo, Detroit versus everybody, and now you got all these other city out, other cities out here talking about the same thing, you know, Charlotte versus everybody, yeah, Chi-town versus everybody, man. Oakland versus everybody, you know, Miami. Because people try to slay, like, <laughs> people try to slay our city, man. Yeah. Like, and, and coming down to Charlotte, like people like. Oh, yo, you lived in Detroit, man. How you live in Detroit, man? How you mm-hmm. survive there? I'm like, yo, Detroit, right. man. That's that's where the strongest survivor. Right? I right. mean, that like that'll that'll make some soldiers out of you. Yeah, like yeah. them harsh winters and yeah. you standing on them, <laughs> standing at the bus stop, man. The snow up to your chin, but you gotta get to work because it ain't yeah. no call, ain't no schools finna shut down yeah. just because it's snowing yeah. outside. Yeah, yeah. They're like you either get to work or you right. know what I'm saying don't show up at all. Like we here, so you need to be here too. I don't right. care what the weather looking like. Only the strong survive there. Yeah, man. Real tough. Like I mean, but it, it's a lot of love too, and it, mm-hmm. and it and it and it show you to appreciate grinding and hustling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you got family members, you got sisters, right? You know, nephews, nieces, cousins, you right. know, coming up up under you. It's no mm-hmm. choice, and you got to show them. So it's like you're being conditioned to your environment. It's mm-hmm. like how a lion is raised in the in the jungle. Like right. you know, the cubs gonna come up and they are gonna learn how to. They gonna be beasts eventually, mm-hmm. you know. But you take somebody out of Detroit and put them in any other city, they gonna mm-hmm. thrive. Because, you know, the hustle and the grind is already there. Right. Versus probably bringing somebody, you know, from outside, you know. Yeah. And and I, and I kind of fall on both sides of that, being that I've been in North Carolina for yeah. about 14, 15 years yeah. now. And I've seen this. Going back to Detroit now, it's like... I mean, you want to you want to go, but you want to go with some credentials or something up under your belt. You don't want to just go there empty-handed because right. it is changing. You know, it is changing, and um, it's a lot of business, a lot of money moving in there. You know, they cleaned it up a whole lot. Yeah, the, um, you know, they got the whole gentrification thing going on. Mm-hmm. You know, mo- you know, moving a lot of the money. I'll just say moving a lot of the money back into the inner city. You know, right. um, to say the least or whatnot, and just you know, cleaning it up. Yeah, Detroit, man, it it, it make it makes some soldiers out of you, it makes some beasts yeah. out of you. You can make it there. You can make it anywhere, man. And you know, I'm not from Detroit, as I told you. Yeah, I have a great appreciation for Detroit. I've only been there three, four times in my life. I honestly think it's a sleeper city as well. Some people laugh at me when I say it, but, you know, I look at Detroit like the up north Atlanta. You know, as far as a city up north that has, that's, you know, it's not as big as New York right. and has a, a large black population as well. Like, great food, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of history, a lot of black history at that. Mm-hmm. And one of the few major American cities where a black population has thrived historically. It started from like you know Motown stuff yeah, like that. And exactly. The music and, and all exactly, of that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. You know, I I remember when I I think it was in 2014 when I went up there and it was in December and boy was it cold. I always tell people it was so cold, <laughs> man. Like I remember we was at the hotel boy. and I got close to the. I was, I was like a couple feet away from the door, but that wind was just like blistering through. Man, that wind, <laughs> that windshield hit you. I mean, you come outside, it's like throwing yeah. razors at your face. You yeah. gotta cover your face yeah. up in the wintertime. Man, ain't no t-shirts and, <laughs> and basketball shorts like we pull off in Charlotte down yeah. here sometime. Yeah, oh, you definitely gotta layer up, man. That, that always. Was, I was putting on some uh, jogging pants the other day, and I went yeah. to put some jeans over top of it, and I instantly had a flashback in Detroit because that was what we had to do every day. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> tuck your jogging pants into your sock and yeah. then put your jeans over yeah. top of that, you know what I'm saying, to yeah. make sure you, me and, my, uh, me and my cousin, man, I remember catching a little school bus or whatnot. We catch the bus every day, uh -huh. man. That was just a daily routine, but it was normal for us, right. like, you know, so we come down and I hear people complaining, oh, it's cold, I ain't going to work, I'm like, right. So I'll be there as long as they ready to show up and spend that money. I'm gonna be there to collect right, it. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. That, that wasn't strong enough for me. <laughs> Live in Detroit for a little bit. You would, you have a bigger appreciation for this weather down here. Yeah, dude. When I uh, when I when I came back from Detroit that one time, I came down here. It was like oh, it was probably like you know upper 40s or something. Man, I'm like, man, this ain't nothing. Right. I was, I was just in Detroit. You think <laughs> it's cold down here? Like, bruh. 15 below. Yeah, it was looking at me like I was crazy. Like, like, <laughs> little kids out there, eight years old, still trying to shovel your snow for a couple of dollars. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's cold outside. Like, like, I remember I came down here. I was like, rock probably outside in some basketball shorts, rocking a hoodie. Like, bro, like, bro, what's wrong with you? Like, bro, it ain't, it ain't that bad. Like, man, I just got back from Detroit. Like, it hard me up a little bit. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, when I went up there, man, and um, you know, went around the city, and you know, it just disheartened me to like see how the uh, the, the economic recession or the Great Recession, as they call it, affected the city back in two thousand eight. You know, and I was like, dang, like all this, all this, all this great stuff. You know, in the, the city. Is that when Kwame, with the whole Kwame thing started? Going I think down? that was that was also during that time as well. And you know, of course, the whole country was suffering, but you know, with the with that city, you know, with the auto industry and everything, like everybody, right, 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 every, right, right. like they suffered on another level compared to, you know, cities like Charlotte and, you know, maybe like LA where they didn't, they weren't anchors. Cause I mean, honestly, with the companies that are in Detroit, Detroit is an anchor for this country. It's one of the anchors for this country, just like New York is. Definitely. You know, and people Definitely. sleep on that fact because I'm like, yo, okay. If we lose Ford, GM, and Chrysler, we in trouble. Exactly. You know, like y'all, y'all don't realize that. No, so, who you telling? <laughs> like y'all need to help this city out. You know what I mean? Right. Give them people some jobs so that they they can help keep this country afloat. So, right. Like and people people tend to forget that, and that's why that's why again I say I have so much appreciation for Detroit, not just economically because again they're, they're one of the anchors of this country, but because. You know, again, it's, it's so rich in history. A lot of great food, a lot of great things happening in the city. I and <laughs> yeah, I, I and I told you, I, I, I even considered moving up there when I finished school, just because I enjoy myself up there. You know, every time I go up there, but I'm I'm at a point now. It's like it's a great place to visit because of the weather. Is the main yeah, the thing. weather. That's the only thing, up. man. I done got spoiled with this southern weather, but I gotta come up there and still see my folks all yeah. the time. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Same here, same here. And I think another great thing about it too is like just being up there near Canada. You know, you yeah. Got, you got Windsor right across the river, and I think that was like one of my favorite things. And I just thought it was so cool too. Like you, I was sitting there off the waterfront. I remember uh, Quincy actually. Uh, took us out oh. there, <laughs> and uh, you know he, he's like, "Yeah, that's that's Canada right there." I'm like, they say Canada. one guy tried to swim across that one day, and I, I'm not I, surprised. I'm not gonna like, lie. I, wanna, I don't know. The, I need to read into that see if he actually made it. Like, right? Because I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I was looking at it like, "Dang, I want to." If I can make that, right? You know what I'm saying? It's a lot further than we look. But when you get in there, right. and the underwater currents ain't no joke. But right, right, I wouldn't right. be the one to try it. I can't stand. Like, have you have you have you ever been across the bridge over to there? Uh, and we well, every time I went over to Canada, I would go under the water. Okay. And then there was this big old myth about you know don't hunk your horn when you go through the tunnel because the walls yeah. are vibrating oh. and all come in on you. So yeah. <laughs> so it'll, it'll be funny like we'll get people that'll follow each other. And as soon as we get halfway through, they start hitting their horn. Yeah. Everybody gets scared trying to fly through there. Is like, that because I think I was actually up there. When was I up there? Actually, it was in December when I went up there. I think I passed the bridge. It was like the something about like Windsor and had like it got like Canadian flag and the U.S. flag and mm -hmm. it was at it was like a brick tunnel and I, I'm guessing because it did look like it went underground because I saw the yeah. cars like okay cool 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 actually you know it's funny I went gambling up there I was my first time gambling I was in Detroit last time went to MGM I still haven't been to that there. place yet I'm gonna have to check that I'm, yeah, I'm, was, I'm gonna have to get up free, there it was, really, it was really dope man and I went in there and uh, I, I came out 
tripled up, tripled on my money. So. Oh man, <laughs> first time in there did that. Yeah, man, I was at the craps table, and I, I kind of. I, I'm not gonna lie, I, I did a little side betting too, so you know I was just looking at the people. You gotta know your winning. game though, probably. True. You, see, true. I see, I would, I would have lost. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, okay, this guy got a solid hand, because you know how it is with with gambling, like you gotta, you gotta, got a good, get that gut feeling. I was like, okay, I got a good gut feeling about this guy right here. You know, pull out at the right time. You got to you show don't. me that, cause I'm going to there and bring me a couple of dollars, cause they got them little fish tables down yeah. here. I'm like, man, I want to hit the casino. <laughs> Let me hit the real casino. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, Detroit's a Detroit's a solid place, and also and this comes to mind, you know, cause we were talking about that song Detroit versus everybody. Detroit puts out some dope right. talent too. Oh yeah. You know, you oh got, yeah. Uh, you know, your your Deej Loaf and your your Big Sean, mm -hmm. you know, as of late, and then of course you got. All T Grizzly the, now he's yeah, from T, there. Oh uh, yeah, he's he's dope. He coming I, up. <laughs> I don't know about the singing part, no. That, that man look too big for some of that singing he be doing. But I'm like, hey, get your money, bro. <laughs> like, right, right. That's the right. thing about the city, like, If it's right. a check behind it, we are gonna go with it. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, man. If you are one of those people, you listening and you sleeping on Detroit, Michigan, you need to stop sleeping because. Detroit is a great city. And oh yeah, I always always encourage people to like they you know to go up there and because I you know I'm 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 a I'm a believer in going out and seeing different places that you haven't been to before. Right. And even some of the some of the places that people may you know look at with a side eye like I don't know if I want to go there. Yeah. Because like I would, like I would love to go to Oakland and you know places like Compton and because again if as long as there's like some kind of significance there. I don't see any reason not to go. But for the record, Detroit yeah. is nowhere near what people think it is. What yeah. they think the the bad part now, because right. just for uh, traveling up there for Christmas, we went to uh, right there by the Hard Rock Cafe uptown, and that's yeah. a new addition that I noticed down there. They got so okay. many like up like uh, good restaurants. Yeah, they build like. But crazy. man, it was so many white folk uptown, yeah. man, and I was yeah. like, yeah, like what the hell happened? That wasn't the only <laughs> trend I remember. Like they out there ice skating and serving like been clustered like family it was a few of us yeah. i felt like we were in the wrong place i'm like what the hell like right but it's, it's downtown detroit now and it's more of a melting pot i guess and mm -hmm. more diverse like a lot of people are starting to be drawn into it now. yeah so it's it's definitely a lot they've they've cleaned it up as far mm -hmm. as you know people thinking that oh you're gonna get shot at as soon as you pull up in there right that ain't true if you know as in you as in any city you go in the exactly. neighborhood exactly because if you, you go if no you business. go in there looking for trouble you're gonna you're gonna find trouble right you know I mean? right right, right. that's why i was like i don't be worried about going to some of these other places and and you know people talk about you know the hood there and you know this all this crime and whatnot because that's like the comedian actually that was just here in town which he's one? from Chicago. His uh, name Barry Brewer. Shout out to Barry Brewer. Go okay, have him on the show okay. soon. You know, he was talking about how people talk about Chicago, but it's like, yo, he's like he grew up on the South Side. He ain't had no trouble because I I'm not there looking for trouble. So you know yeah. that's the same thing people tell me when they go to Chicago. Like yo, I ain't I, I ain't looking for trouble. I had a good time in Chicago. Chicago right. is one of the places I want to go to as well. You know, so it's like it's a it's a it's a lot. Like and again, like people gotta stop sleeping on some of these cities because some great things they missing out they miss, on. Exactly, exactly. They, it's they it's like the out. girlfriend who want to go through her boyfriend phone. You go looking for some mess, you gonna find some mess in yeah, there. <laughs> exactly. You go in there looking to have a good time. You go with some people who know the city and show you around. It's a lot. Right, it's a lot of good right. stuff. Great food, man. I just yeah. love some of the food options there. Greek Town Casino. Yep, Greek Town. Um, the Pizza Popolis. Great pizza. Yeah, the yep. Renaissance. Yep. Um, what was the other place? For corned beef sandwiches. Um, Slotsky's. Not Sl uh What was it? Oh, man, they got the great corned beefs. I can't I heard of it, but I've never been there. Right Unk probably mentioned it, too. I remember my, I, I think my favorite place up there is the, the place where you get the chicken shawarma. Shawarma. You know what I'm talking about? The, uh, uh, no, no, which one because they come in like a pita bread and the chicken, and they they put some kind of like Greek sauce on it because it's a Greek owned spot, and it's like real, it's like real big. It's almost like a um, like a giant burrito. Is it by the stadium at all? They they don't have a location by the stadium. I know the what was the location we went? It was it's right outside downtown. I cannot. I, obviously, I'm You're probably thinking there. about the same place where I was getting them, them big ass corned beef sandwiches from, man. With that sound, though, what kind of sauce they was putting on them? Uh, it might be because they got like oh, yeah. I know there's two locations that I've been to already. 
So it, we might be thinking about the same. Fufu, oh, Mr. Fufu, he's just so <laughs> Thanks, cuz. Appreciate it. I got him on the live, right? <laughs> Yo, that Appreciate live, that, that live help, man. Yeah, <laughs> lifeline. That's right, cuz. He in Detroit right now. Word, word, yeah. word. Shout out to him. Shout out to man. Meno0510 on IG. Word, word, word. I want to go ahead and hop into the, the interview portion of this. You know, let the audience get to learn a little bit about you what you do and everything so I, I wanted to know how did how did you get into becoming a stylist slash barber well it started for me in like probably the ninth grade of high school um mm -hmm. well actually i'll take it back a little bit further than that um as you know my mom she you know she raised six of us you know pretty yeah. much predominantly by herself three boys mm -hmm. three girls and um she would cut our hair, me and Rudy. She okay. cut me and my little bro our, our hair a lot. You know, we're getting ready for church every Sunday, yeah. and you know the school birthdays. And she just give us that bow, that little clean cut around. Yeah. She had the cousins lined up too, and she would cut it low. But you know, and, you know, and that was all the way up from like, as far as I can remember, up until like I was like fourteen. You know, mm -hmm. so we got to get ready to go to ninth grade. Yeah. So when I got to ninth grade, I'm like, well, I'm in high school now. I'm, I'm trying to like get a little clean you know a little yeah. dope faded up a little bit but yeah. she did what she could do right you know what she had so it was one easter i remember waking up real early in the morning like about five o'clock in the morning i was like i know she gonna cut our hair when she wake up so <laughs> i'm gonna wake up before her and then yeah. go and surprise her like mom that's one less head you gotta worry about cause yeah. I done, so i got up about i was probably like four almost five o'clock in the morning Went in the bathroom, got me a little mirror, got the clipper. I put that little, the little guideline she would start us with, the yeah. little balled everything down. Yeah. And I just started fading around. I had the mirror, man. I was in there for about three hours. Clip, you talking about some hot clippers? Yeah. Had the permanent scab all the way around, the double what? hairline. Like, but that one was blended. It was shining. Right. So I went to school. Um, after break was up or whatnot, after the Easter break was over, and everybody mm -hmm. was like, oh, man, you got the fail. That's kind of clean, bro. You did. <laughs> I like, man, I did this myself. They're like, no, you didn't, bro. No, you didn't. I'm like, bro, I, I promise you, I did this haircut myself, bro. Oh, that's so dope. Yeah, I started getting that you know, that positive reinforcement. So I'm yeah. like, I'm going to do it again then. They like right. this better than the other one. Right. So next thing you know, I got the homies in the neighborhood hit me up, bro. Shake me up before class, bro. Shake me up before yeah. coming knocking on the door, ringing the doorbell. Seven. Yeah. My mom was like, she like, boy, somebody at the door for you again. Like, so I'm shaping them up who's going to Murray Wright. Yeah. Um, Murray Wright High School. Shout out to all my Murray Wright graduates. So we're not, you know what I'm saying? Murray mm -hmm. Wright, rest in peace. I heard they tore that school down. Uh, yeah, so it, it carried from there. And then we left Detroit and went to Greensboro. And my, right before we lived in, in 97, and right before we went to uh, Greensboro, one of my my Christmas gifts from my mom was a pair of Walls Clippers. And she okay. was like, because she saw that I had started to cut hair all the time or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and that was yeah. like, my, that became my little neighborhood hustle. Like, I was like, give me $5, you know what I'm saying? Right. Give me $2, we'll shape up, you know, whatever they would yeah. give me. You know, some of them also, I was just getting my repetition in, uh -huh. me and keeping me and little bro clean or whatnot. And the cousins, they started lining up. Right. Like, to the point, they didn't even want to go to other, whoever they was getting their haircut before, they was coming to me. So now right. this is becoming a habit, like, every day. So, um, we moved we moved to Greensboro, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, moms need a little help or whatnot. So, mm -hmm. you know, let me help make it a little easier on her, you know, by making my own little hustle. I, you know, I was other dudes around selling drugs and all of right. that. But I'm like, you know, that ain't really me, you know right. what I'm saying? And I was raised a little bit better than that to right. come, you know, and I've seen what that can do, right. you know, coming from Detroit. So I'm like, let me do something that's a lot more legal, right. you know, where I can probably build on later on, you know, and it be so toward the point where it became a passion. So I'm, you know, I'm meeting people in the neighborhood. Yo, who cut your hair, bro? Let me get you. you know, whoever had the jacked up haircut yeah. or hairline in the neighborhood, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I can figure, I can definitely do something better than that because you where I used to be. So it went from there, man. And then the next thing I know after, you know, fast forty years down the line after, you know, graduating or whatnot and uh went to college, majored in architecture, minor interior design, mm -hmm. found out that wasn't really as much of my passion as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. Corporate America, you know, popping five hour energy drinks or whatnot just mm -hmm. to stay awake in the cubicle and, you know, paper pushing or whatnot. You know, yeah. that wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. Mm -hmm dibbled and dabbled with a little electrical work or whatnot and you know that wasn't so i was just going around trying to find all of these things and i got tired of finding a job so i was like i sat down one day i'm like man like you you it's something in you like you got the hustle you got yeah. the grind but it is god got something better for you to do to where right. you won't feel like so pressured about it and you will enjoy doing it and it always resulted back to cutting hair it was like cheap therapy for me so yeah 
you know, it brought the brothers in the hood to, you know, whatever they were going through. If they was mad or angry or whatever, you know, they'd come over there. They'd get a haircut. They cool. They, they're they venting in the chair about whatever they got. Their girlfriend, right. baby mama, cousin, school, work or whatever. Right. They had, it gave them a chance to vent in the chair. And I'm just sitting there cutting, listening or whatever. I'll give my little, my little two cents of feedback or whatnot. It, it got to a point where I was like, you know, I want to go commercial with this. You know what I'm saying? And, and not just be doing it from the kitchen. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was like, let me go ahead and further my education with it. Went to school for it. Shout out to No Grease Barber School. You know, they taught me the professional side of it, you know, yeah. and, you know, how to go from just being a haircutter to a professional barber who will right. be clean, who will target certain demographics and, mm-hmm. you know, and and learn more than just a haircut. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To go, the book was there with all of this good information on chemicals and and different techniques and services you could offer. Mm-hmm. You know, some chose to just cut hair, but I'm like, yo, you know, $16,000, $20,000 worth of barbering school, you know, I'm going to get more than them right. ball fade out of it. I did that right. back at home in the kitchen. <laughs> so, you know, that's when I started seeking outside, you yeah. know, you know, wisdom and knowledge, following other people on the social media as uh-huh. far as like doing locks and uh, color and braiding and yeah. stuff like that. And I'm like, shoot, if they can do it, I can do it too. And I get right. it. It came with a lot of controversy, you know. Yeah. You know, you had your little barber bullies in there like, bro, put them pressing curls down, them curlers right. down, bro. This ain't no salon, bro. This is a barber shop. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, man, everybody want their hair, you know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody want their hair done. Everybody right. just want to fade. So, right. you know, it went on and on until I got good at it. And then, you know, now I can't now I can't stop my chair from spinning. Can't stop my phone from ringing. And, you know. Word. That's good. You know, I was able to, you know, once I hit six figures, I was like, man, you know, thank you. Like, this is what it was. I, I no longer, I had to go job searching no more you know that's pretty much what landed me where i am now and i was like okay that's to about planting those seeds i'm like the next thing to do from here is to teach it to somebody right you know and you know and also you know building on that so barber schooling was a it was a it's my next thing that's on the table now okay it's showing other you know kids coming up out of high school looking for something to do yeah other than you know selling drugs or you know or doing whatever illegally you know they can go in there. You take a you take a set of clippers with you. Go ahead and get your masters. And the thing about having a a master's license in Charlotte, North Carolina, is that if you take that piece of paper from here, you can you're considered a master barber anywhere in the United States. Word. Yeah. So you don't have to go and do any more like further in your education unless you choose to. You know. Yeah. But you're at least equipped with the basics and you know being able to go in any city and you know you always got a job as long as you got your bag with you and you know how to open your mouth and yeah. You know, just thank God to social media. You can get on the on the internet all day and just post. You know, I'm in the city. Right. You know, hit me up. You know, show post your work or whatnot. I imagine that helps out tremendously. Being able to post up your work and and people being Definitely. able to see that because especially when you talk about you know someone that's looking for a barber, they're new to the area, and someone that someone's head that you cut. And for them mm-hmm. to be able to, because you know, people are like yo, go check my man's out over here, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> but then, in your case, they like, bro, hold on, I mean, you see that, right? Like, oh. the, you know me. If you can show right. them, give them that visual aid, exactly. you know, what I'm saying you got them, right? <laughs> That's all it takes, right it's there. It's a whole lot easier than you know, just going in there and saying, hey, bro, I'm gonna need to I need you to show me what you can do. You know what I mean? And instead of hearing, oh, I got you. I right. got you. It's always that barber with nobody in their chair. Like, I got you, bro. Come on. He's just ready, smiling. Like, I've been there before. Clip was clean I've as hell. There. Ain't no, you know, the lick of hair on that thing. Like, bro, what you even cutting all day? What you doing, bro? Yeah, I've been I've been in that position before where I had to find a new barber. And, like, dude messed me up. And I was like, bro, you know, I, I, I sure wish Instagram was around where I can go, man, let me look this fool up real quick. And Yeah, yeah man. Not, like. Nah, yeah. It's like your portfolio right there. It could go yeah. with you all day. You know? It is. It is. So I think it's cool too. Like you know, getting to cut some some um, you know having the clients that you that you have and you know some people that that may just be in the city for mm-hmm. whatever reason just breeze through and you're the guy that they come to. I guess who who are some of the I guess some notable people who you've been able to you know give a haircut to. One that really stood out was uh, YB NBA Youngboy, and that was CIAA two years ago. And it was a pretty interesting experience because, you know, for one, I didn't know I was cutting his hair. I was going to be cutting his hair. But uh, Montana, I got a call from Montana. This was, uh, again, this was CIAA 2018. Mm -hmm. 
And he was like, yo, I need a haircut. And I'm like, you know, who is this? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, I'm about to close. You know, I'm trying to get me some of this little CIAA nightlife and Charlotte, right. you know. He was like, yo, I need a cut. I'm like, well, you know, I'm closed. You know, what's up? He was like, no, I need to cut ASAP. He was mm-hmm. like, where you at? So I sent them the address or whatever where I was. I'm like, whoever this is, they're pretty adamant about it. Yeah. They must be ready to put their money where their mouth is. So he's yeah. like, I need a cut like now. So I replied. I gave them my address or whatnot. And then they replied with the address to where they were. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, that ain't how this work. You know, what right. you doing? Like, <laughs> so I'm like, let me go on the Instagram and see who this is. And I click on there and I just see a bunch of pictures of you know montana or whatever who's nba's manager and i seen a bunch of pictures of nba young boy yeah not at the time not making a connection knowing that that was you know they were them two were linked i, re- I thought it was and montana was just a big nba young boy fan yeah so um i get to the hotel and uh i'm like yo i'm like i'm i let him know i'm like yo i'm outside at the hotel or whatnot so he was like, come on into the lobby. So I come into the lobby, and it's, mind you, it's dudes, big Ninja Turtle dudes with sheriff badges and big <laughs> pistols and guns blocking yeah. the doors. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm here to cut some hair. You know, I came here to just cut, do a haircut. They're like, yeah. oh, you the barber? Like, they were respecting me. Like, oh, you the barber? I'm like, yeah. So they was like, oh, you can come on, bro. You can come on. So they get on their walkie-talkie. Like, oh, yeah, I got one coming through or whatnot. So I'm like, yo, Montana, I'm here. You like, come in the lobby. So I came in the lobby, and he's standing there, and the lobby kind of empty. I'm like, where the hell everybody at? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't know if you bought the hotel out for that time or yeah. what. So I go in there, and I see people posted up in the different corners of the hallways. Yeah. So Montana just looking at me, shook my hand or whatnot. Again, I didn't really know who he was at the time. Yeah. But then he was like, you know, go you know, go with her right here. So he sent me to a girl. He pointed me over to a corner where, you know, one of the girls standing in the hotel, and everybody yeah. got their hands in their hoodies. I'm like, what the hell is y'all doing, man? Right, so I'm right, like, right. So I go with her, and I mind you, I got my clipper bag or whatnot. It's late. You know, she started running. So when she started, like, running, I'm, like, running with her. I'm like, you know, what the hell we running for? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, uh, so we sprinting <laughs> through the hallway, and I got my clippers with me. Like, you on a mission. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where are we going? So, like, so she sent me to the end of another hallway, and then there was another guy who met me there with his hands in his pocket, in his hoodie, and he, she was like, go with him. So I go with him, and yeah. now he's leading me through the hallway to another, or to stop to another guy. And he's like, "Yeah, go with him." I'm like, at this point, I'm getting nervous. Yeah, heart beating fast. I'm like, they passing me off. Like, who the hell are we going to? Right. So I find I was like, "Yo, let me ask this man who 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 hair am I cutting, yo? Like, where am yeah. I going?" So I was like, "Yo, man, who uh, who, who hair I'm cutting, bro? Like, how many of y'all is it?" He's yeah. like, "Oh, just one, just one, just YB." I'm like, "YB." Like, who's YB? I'm like, oh, young boy, like, yeah. NBA young boy, like, yeah. Because this is when I guess when he was just like starting to get like real, like, popular as yeah. he was. So I go in there and I cut his hair, man. Yeah, and he just kept rushing me, bro. He's like, man, you cutting slow, bro. I'm nervous, <laughs> my hands shaking. I'm like, yo, I ain't never cut no big, you know what I'm saying? Nobody yeah. that big. Now I've cut like some, you know, maybe some. NFL the NBA guys who yeah. are a little bit more yeah. you know like uh, Clinton Portis probably or uh, or Cliff Averill or um, right now one of my guys I do now is uh, Marcus Burley okay um, he comes every week he played for Seattle Seahawks and then they, he moved over to the Browns but I think his leg is injured or he's going through some kind of rehab with his yeah. leg right now but um, you know he has a house down here if you know so whenever he's out, out of you know out of season or in between yeah. you know he's He's always here, and he's in the shop about every week, you know, same every week. So, Word. but never like a big pop star like NBA YoungBoy was, to where he's about to go, about to go on stage, and I'm like right here, about to, I'm cutting yeah. your hair. This is the haircut you're about to wear on stage. Like, I think he was going to the White House that day um, okay. to perform. And yeah, I didn't follow. You know, I had my, I had heard my new little different stories about the White House mm-hmm. and you know the younger teenage crowd and stuff like that. And I'm just like. <laughs> I'll, I'll let I'll let them have. I take my chance. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my tip in my pocket. Right, you know what I'm saying? And right, going on. Right. Thank you. It was nice meeting you, bro. Like, right, right. hopefully we'll meet again on a better note. Or you know, I, I know what to expect from you. you yeah, know what I'm saying that's dope. Yeah, yeah. It was that was a pretty interesting experience. Kind of shook me up a little bit. So right, I'm like, okay, right, I'll, right. Let me do this a little bit more. You know, and be more prepared. You right. know, so I know that everything's got to be on point. You got to be ready. You yeah. got to know how to move. And it's a growing experience. Every you know, every day I'm always learning something else. You know, right. And, that's and I, I mean, it seems like you're that guy. Clearly, I mean, people. I mean, for people to, I, I can name a lot of people that I consider <laughs> that guy like that's way better than me, man. And a lot of my clients would tell you like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook you up, man. But yeah. as up until lately, man, I was I was struggling getting in there. Like yeah. I 
been double booked or trying to remember the times and stuff and just telling yeah. people so I had to get a little bit more organized and do online booking. Hey, that's a good problem to have, right? To be able to, you know, to, Sometimes, to, to, one, to be at a point to have to schedule appointments and then two, to be booked to a point where it's like, yo, okay, I, I got... You know, you got to focus <laughs> on that. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes we double book. I, I mean, yeah, the, the, the organization will come. But, I mean, the, the fact that you got to book a business like that and you got people running to you to get a cut like that, I mean, obviously, to me, that, that speaks volumes because there's not a lot of barbers out here that can say that. You know, I, I know some barbers that be I'm out here. So and, I, and I yeah. accept the, the, the compliment as I know it's meant to yeah. be. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, man. I guess, how is it owning your own? It's it's comfort. I mean, it's comforting to know that you have something that just can't be taken away by somebody. You know, yeah. you know, just because you know it's a talent that I you know that I have. I feel like it's something I worked for. And right. I, like I remember, I will remember the questionnaires. You know, just what regular jobs I would apply for, and, mm -hmm. and one of the scenario questions would be like, if you could get paid for your worth. You know, for what you do, would you be ready to pay hourly or for the amount of work that you put in? And then my thing was like, pay me for the amount of work I put in because, mm -hmm. you know, that would always be my answer because, I mean, what y'all want to pay me hourly might not, I might not feel like it's worth my time if I'm, right. if I'm pouring more into it than the one right beside me who's kind of just riding the clock, right. you know? Right. So, you know, it feels good to know that I can control my, you know, my, my numbers and my income. I can work as late as I want or right. get off as early as I want and. I can spend more time, more family time, and make mm -hmm. it home, cook dinner, you know, and you know, pay my taxes or whatnot, yeah. and, and and just, and I feel like I'm getting my slice of the American pie as long as I apply hey. myself, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's so, dope, man. I'm super proud of you, and I'm. Thanks, uh, cause I'm proud of you, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got me sitting up in here with you, man. You making me feel like somebody right now. <laughs> you got me feeling like I'm yeah, the man yeah, right man. Because I, I, I tell you, I um, it's starting to, it's starting to tighten up, and I'm. You know, I always tell people I don't want to just have anybody on here. So, yeah, I, you're you're not just anybody. Uh, I appreciate that. You know, because I'm though, not gonna I'm not gonna make a special exception because somebody's family. Like, nah, like you you're dope and you're doing something dope. So, Thank you, like, With all reason, you there's no reason you shouldn't be on here. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> I love um, for real, for real. You know, I definitely have to have you back on here. Why don't you uh, before we before we wrap up? You know, let people know about uh, Style Cut. You know, so they know where to find you and everything, and you know, hopefully come and check you out, whether they they live here or not. They just breezing through, so. Okay, yeah. definitely, definitely. Well, uh, first you can catch me on Instagram at Express Nine. That's E X P R E S S, and number nine, Express Nine on Instagram, and uh, and you can click on the link in my bio to set appointments, check prices and rates. Um, all of the work that you see on my page is all me from the locks, the color, the braiding, the, hair, the haircuts, the fades. Like, all everything is on there. I don't post it if I ain't did it. So, you know, I'm a one-man show. You know, I work for myself, by myself. You know, I like to get an assistant some, eventually, you know, and hire some other protégés to come up underneath me. But, for, for in the, you know, for now and in the meantime, it's just me. And I'm right there in a Metropolitan, a 900 Metropolitan, right beside the Target um, uptown. And uh, right, be right next door to Petco. The information, you know, you can DM me if you have any, if they have any questions or whatnot, you know, and catch me on there. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm available pretty much on calls 24/7. You hit me up, man. I'm gonna show up, man. I'm, I'm about, I'm about my Word. grind. So, Word. You need Word. me there? I'm gonna be there. I'm pulling up. <laughs> pull up, game strong. So the money right, I pull up to the crib. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so y'all heard him. Make sure you rewind, take notes, and definitely go and check him out. Hit him up. You know he's he's all you know he's a businessman and he bout his money. So one, don't waste his time, and two, he's always ready to cut somebody's hair. So you know definitely go hit him up, check him out. And if you haven't done so, 28 episodes in now, and you ain't following us, go check us out. Sane Show on Instagram, Twitter, Sane underscore show, S-A-N-E underscore show. Again, that's Twitter and Instagram, The Sane Show on Facebook at Coco and the Director in the Heart of Uptown Charlotte. We got our live recording with my co-host, Mal. We got our special guests, Kim and Kyle. We are excited to see you. It is free of charge. 
if you haven't gotten the ticket, don't worry about it. Again, you can still come in because the event is free at the end of the day. Excited to see everybody out there. So come check us out. Come join us. Continue to like, share, subscribe, and tell everybody about us. Again, this is The Sane Show, episode 28, with the owner of Style Cut, Barber Stylist Mansfield, a.k.a. Express 9. Again, go check them out. And until next time, we're out.